Welcome back to the Eric Deems Show. I'm your host, Eric Deems. I started this podcast because I wanted to share the Midwestern pragmatism that I grew up with, this idea that cultural stewardship falls to each of us, that there still is common sense, this notion of personal responsibility, all these things that I took for granted, to be quite honest with you, realizing that so many other people either didn't grow up in that way or places have forgotten about this as cultures and societies shift, given the generational shift. So today's episode is something I was thinking about, and then we watched the Super Bowl, and uh, kudos to Tom Brady, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Tampa Bay's win over Kansas City has you thinking, wow, Tom Brady is not only the greatest of all time, but it's answered a lot of questions that people had... um, you know, they had a lot of doubts about whether Tom Brady can pull this off. Not only is he, what is he, he's 43 years old, so there's that. Not to mention leaving uh, the New England Patriots after 20 years. I mean, he spent nearly all of his professional career there. Well, having won the Super Bowl seven times, six times with the Patriots, one time, with, uh, one time here with Tampa Bay, maybe more, and he'd been the five-time Super Bowl MVP. Thinking more about Tom Brady had me thinking about how did he get to this point? How did he get in? And I did a little research, and wouldn't you know, this guy didn't come in to the NFL, or even if you go back a little further, didn't go into the University of Michigan's football team with high expectations. Now, he had high expectations for himself, but I'm talking about everybody else around him. The people that opened the door for him, the people that let him in. He wasn't necessarily first string. In fact, he wasn't first string for a long time. And they got me thinking about us as people and what we do, right? Remember, we're human beings, not human doings. So what we do shouldn't define us. It's a part of who we are, sure, but who we are is something we get to define, something we get to establish, something we get to dream about and pursue and evolve and change and grow. After all, if you're not evolving and changing, you're not growing, which means you're dying. Adapt or die is something we hear a lot in the business world. Same thing applies to you as a person. And so as I talk about this notion that uh, David Meltzer, I've had the privilege of having him as a coach on and off over the last year. Uh, Dave has a great story himself of you know, essentially getting very successful and then losing over $100 million and going bankrupt after getting a little too uh, high on himself and, and not having the focus he needed and kind of that in, internal fortitude, that internal infrastructure, um, that internal guidance defining where he is. Now he's made uh, a beautiful comeback exceeding where he was. See, I have found that the advice I get from people who've been through a thing or two is much better than those who just have good ideas, right? I'd much rather have the marriage counselor who's been through a divorce or two personally than somebody who's had the best, most perfect marriage from day one. Let me tell you why. Uh, They actually know how to get through some stuff. And somebody that's been through a few car wrecks, if you will, could maybe help you to avoid your own. So people like Dave Meltzer, who have been through some pretty rough business times, can teach me a thing or two about 
how to avoid those and how to better set myself up to be diversified, to understand that cash flow is king, not cash. There's a big difference. Everybody says cash is king. No, no, no. Cash flow is king. Okay. People like Tom Brady. Yeah, it's really easy to look at him and say, ah, look, this guy on the top of the mountain. And there have been some really unfair articles written about him, about him being privileged and about him, you know, coming in at the top and pushing other people. No, wrong answer. Actually get to know what you're talking about. They just attack folks because they're flying high enough to be picked up by radar. But you start looking at Tom Brady and realize, oh, he came in sixth round draft pick. Okay. That's interesting. I have written on my bathroom mirror, don't limit your point of entry. And I picked that up from Dave, and it has become (laughs) one of those things that whether it be a real estate deal or whether it be a business opportunity, whether it be a career path or schooling or a relationship, romantic or otherwise, don't limit your point of entry. You never know how what you're doing today is going to serve you in the future, how it's going to benefit your future self. That's why taking care of who you are and defining who you are on the inside is so important. Having those dreams, those visions, those goals, the overarching themes so that you're defined by who you're being and who you want to be instead of by what you're doing. Because a lot of times we have to do different things here and there in order to get to that next season, in order to catapult us to the next opportunity. The best quarterback in NFL history. And so it it takes going back and looking at uh, where did this guy come from? What happened? Where was the beginning of this? And wouldn't you know, Tom Brady, born in California, in light of Tampa Bay's win and Tom Brady being the GOAT, I wanted to do a deeper dive into who he is who he was. First of all, he's born Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. So he didn't even have his own name. Had to borrow it from somebody. <laughs> starting in the starting in the shadows. Launched his football career as the backup QB for his high school JV team. When he was starting with his uh, with the varsity team, it wasn't until he started getting a little playtime where the recruiters started paying attention. And I'm going to post some articles where I'm gathering a lot of this information just to show you. Um from where we got this info, but it didn't start at the top. I mean, Tom Brady, Wikipedia is actually a wealth of knowledge for this stuff. Uh, It basically goes to say Brady was a lightly regarded prospect coming out of college. An unimpressive NFL scouting combine performance reinforced this reputation. Keep in mind, we're talking about Tom Brady. As a result, he was not selected until the sixth round of the NFL draft by the New England Patriots. 199th overall, and was the seventh quarterback taken. Brady's success as a passer has been attributed to his work ethic, his competitive spirit, pocket awareness, and overall intelligence. He's now the NFL's most winningest quarterback. He's won 230 regular season games, 34 postseason games, combined for 264 wins. He's the only NFL quarterback to win 200 regular season games, and his 34 postseason victories are more than twice those of any other quarterback. Remember, this was the guy where the early on scouts said, let's not take him yet. No, let's not take him yet. No, he's not ready for the first or second round. Not even the third round. Not even the fourth round or fifth round. But the sixth round. 
I hope this is encouraging to some of you out there who feel like you're in your fifth round, wondering why you haven't been picked. See, Brady thought he was going to be drafted in the second or third round. And this is pretty fascinating to me. Uh, when they watched the draft on television, stunned that six other quarterbacks were drafted before he was, he was so embarrassed that he briefly had to leave his family home and, according to reports, went and cried, recalling the experience uh, in an interview that came out um, you know, more than a decade later. But when the Patriots notified him that he'd be drafted, he was grateful. And he said something that uh, I found pretty interesting. I'm the best decision this organization has ever made. Now, that's what he told Mr. Kraft. Tom Brady recalled in an interview back, um, boy, this would have been 10 or so years, 11 years, I think, after his initial acceptance, if you will, into the Pats. He basically said, I was really excited that uh, I didn't have to be an insurance salesman. <laughs> but at least he had the options, right? At least he had the backup plans. Well, he had the plan, but he also gave it his all. Regardless of what other people thought, regardless of where people were going to try to place him, where people thought he needed to be, he knew his potential. He knew what he wanted to accomplish. He knew what he wanted to do. And I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of lessons there for us to take away. What do we want to achieve? What do we want to accomplish? What, you know, what is our legacy? But I think we get really caught up in what is our legacy and what is our lasting impact and we forget the day-to-day -day things that bring us joy. And we've talked on this program before about the routine and how to set a routine that feeds you instead of drains you. Having people in your life that pour into you instead of always needing you to pour into them. It's a give and it's a take. It's the pursuit of balance. And I have air quotes around that because, as I heard a mentor tell me once, Work-life balance is a myth. If you build the life that you want, it'll be enriching regardless of whether you're working or not working because it's all one thing, right? It's who you are. You're showing up each day to be you regardless of whether you're trading some of your time for some money, some of your ideas for some money, or you're putting in... Uh, the groundwork for something today that'll pay you over time and down the road, irregardless of any of those factors, you're still you showing up. What's the ROI you want to get out of what you're doing today and what you're going to do? Well, I looked into the routine of Tom Brady. And wouldn't you imagine this guy, I mean, he's a machine and you expect him to be a machine. Right? His schedule alone, listen to this daily schedule that we have here. He wakes up at 5.30 and we'll post this in the show notes. Wakes up at 5.30 a.m. He's a wake up, he drinks an electrolyte water and has a smoothie. Hour and a half later at 7 a.m. he has breakfast with his family. From 8 to 10.30 he hits the gym for strength and conditioning. At 10 o'clock, it's beach time. 11 o'clock, he reviews game footage. Noon is lunch, and then takes a leisurely afternoon there. He likes naps, I've learned, through uh, doing a little research for this show. Likes in fact, ahead of uh, uh, the last time he was in the Super Bowl for the Pats, um, he took a nap and asked to be awakened just 12 minutes before needing to be on the field. <laughs> so... Um, I'm sure he's got naps 
throughout here if he wants. I mean, it's Tom Brady. He can do whatever he wants, right? He's earned that. From three to five, it's team practice or in the offseason, he does a surf and workout. And from five to six, he does a post-workout pliability session. Six o'clock, he has dinner with the family. At seven o'clock, he reviews film again, talks strategy with the coach, or works on some charity. He has uh, his own charity. He and, the, he and his wife have uh, are involved philanthropically, so um, that's whenever that happens. From 7.30 to 8.30, it's family time, including reading to his kids. And at 8.30, lights are out. He's in bed asleep by 9. And he... Uh, he has an interesting way he sleeps. Uh, the bedroom needs to be between 60 and 65 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, he's got a special memory foam mattress and topper that he sleeps on. And these crazy pajamas that apparently are, um, well, let's see here. They are what he calls magic pajamas, bioceramic infused sleepwear made by Under Armour which allegedly increases energy, promotes recovery, and improves performance. And if you want to sleep like Tom, well, they only set you back $200, as to say, which is such a small investment considering he did a two-year, $50 million contract for his latest gig. He also, uh, I forgot to mention, no electronics 30 minutes before bed, just a way to help set down the mind and refocus on what needs to happen. So, uh... 8.30 to 9 o'clock is, uh, you know, stepping into the sleep zone. And then at 5.30 a.m., rinse and repeat. Routines matter. This is the routine that he has been able to create because he's earned it. But he hasn't given up. At 43 years old, at the top of his game, literally and pun intended, he sticks with this day in and day out. He also loves his wife. Loves his kids. And I also think something else that speaks to his character is we don't know why he left the Patriots. We've heard, you know, rumors and speculations around that. People uh, suggesting that both sides wanted each side to leave and maybe they didn't think he was up to the task of delivering again. But the fact that he hasn't talked about it really shows to the character of who he is. Let's uh, let's just each person move on. Let's do what we need to do and let the facts speak for themselves. Well, the facts have certainly spoken. He is the GOAT, but he didn't start there. And that's really the point of this rather brief episode, but I think it's timely in light of the Super Bowl. When we think of what we want to accomplish, we have so much time. I mean, he put in 20 years in the Patriots organization, and he's so young, still has so much more life to give. See, we underestimate what we can achieve in a decade while we overestimate what we can achieve in a year. We think we can do all this in a year. Well, yeah, sure, we can do this, do this, do this. And we don't achieve it. We get burned out. We get frustrated. And that's easy to do, especially when we're comparing ourselves to other people. Other people where we're only seeing highlight reels. We don't see behind the scenes, the blooper reels. So I walk away from this episode thinking of a couple of things. One, don't limit your point of entry. The key is getting in. It took mentors and coaches, therapists and counselors, people that are experts at motivation and how your mind works and and finding that intrinsic value and that internal motivation. People helping you to do that. Find those experts. You're rarely going to find one person who can be your guru for everything. 
The book, The One Thing, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, taught me that. Gary Keller mentions it. Quit trying to get these gurus to be all things to all people. Find the one thing they do great and get it. Well, same thing for you. Find what you need. Find the person who can best give it to you in your life and get it. Tom Brady did that so that he could be mentally prepared and ready to conquer, not only on the field, but also at home. And listen, it's not come without criticisms, right? He's had his uh, deflate gate and all that stuff. And there's a lot of speculation and questions and people throwing rocks. And some people can throw rocks just because, uh, you know, like I said earlier, when you fly high enough, the radar picks you up. A lot of people are floating just under the radar, unused. Don't be like that. Be like Tom. Find ways to pursue your potential, but first define what you want your potential to be, and then you're going to exceed even your critics' greatest expectations.